Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to be talking about communication, about how to make sure your employees, hello, are happy. That's really important. And so many businesses think, I can find somebody else. Not a big deal. So please join me in welcoming an expert in this field, Julianne Sullivan, to our program today. Welcome, Julianne. Thanks so much, Deb. I really appreciate it. You know, I had to laugh when you said make people happy in your Mm -hmm. workplace because when I first started doing this 10 years ago, a little over 10, 11 Mm -hmm. now, I guess, Mm -hmm. uh, when I said, when I, I, my original presentation was called work happier mm-hmm. and people are like, huh? Happy? Right. What's right. that have to do with work? We're not productive. <laughs> we have to be productive. <laughs> yeah. I've had some experiences like that. It's like, mm-hmm. no, they do go together, right. but whatever. Right. right. We're educators, yes. right? And they're definitely not mutually exclusive. You know, you can be Absolutely. happy and productive. Actually, you're more productive right. when you're happier. Most definitely. I actually had a uh, tax partner, you know, my other life was as an accountant, mm-hmm. and I had a tax partner once say to me, you're obviously not working hard enough because you have too good of an attitude. Mm-hmm. You're like, no. I went back to my cubicle and went, I got to get out of here. Yeah, this is not the place for me. Right? Yeah, this, this right? isn't happening. Yeah. So that's what I did. I made a plan. Perfect. I love it. Well, speaking of plan, let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we'll really jump into this because it is so important. So Julianne Sullivan, the queen of culture, is the founder of Learning Never Ends, whose mission is to change the world to better communicate, collaborate, and cooperate one person at a time. Her diverse background gives her a unique perspective as a business culture expert. She earned a BA in psychology, an MBA in accounting, (laughs) earning the designation of CPA. Boy, that's pretty diverse, right? (laughs) She is an international best-selling author, and her current book is titled Catalysts of Culture, How Visionary Leaders Activate the Employee Experience. She is also host to Mere Mortals Unite and Businesses That Care podcasts. When Julianne is not speaking, training, coaching, or podcasting, she lives in Pittsburgh with her wonder dog, Joy. So again, Julianne, welcome. Thanks so much. I'm sure Joy's not here today. Otherwise, I'd have her say hello as well. Perfect. I love it. My cats are wandering around, and and (laughs) Joy should sometime meet one of my dogs, Diva. And Diva is. <laughs> Isn't that funny when we give them appropriate And names? Joy is. Yeah, I, I named her Joy so that I would have a four-legged walking positive affirmation right. every day, right? Because right? mm-hmm. I wake up to Joy, mm-hmm. I come home to mm-hmm. Joy, I walk with Joy, right. I mm-hmm. feed my Joy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you know, that is something, it's, it's funny, we were talking before the program, 
that is something we need to do. We need to look for the positives in life. We need to, if we have to, create them by naming right. the dogs appropriately. Right, or right. Children or, you know, whatever. Um, and, but the, let's go, you know, we, I mentioned, and, and you talked about the fact in your bio that you were an accountant by trade, which is pretty brain heavy type of work. And now you kind of switched to that other side of your brain. How is it that you got to where this is your passion in life? Well, my undergraduate degree was in psychology, mm -hmm. and once I graduated from there, I made a decision to deliberately learn about human behavior, either mm -hmm. my own mm -hmm. or the people around mm -hmm. me, mm -hmm. every day. And when I say deliberate, that's really important right. because everything we're going to talk about only changes when you make deliberate mm -hmm. choices and so now I have a plethora of information on how people act and react. Mm -hmm. With that uh, degree, I moved to a ski resort and became a maid because that's what you do with, right. a, with a psychology mm -hmm. degree. Mm -hmm. And then my last job in that ski resort was a bookkeeper. And I thought it was fun. It was like a puzzle. Wow. That's when I came back and got mm -hmm. my MBA mm -hmm. in accounting. <clears throat> held a lot of different positions in accounting mm -hmm. and basically finally understood how businesses run as an operation. Mm -hmm. When I didn't want to learn any more about accounting, I knew I had to leave that profession because mm -hmm. you got to keep learning no matter right. what you do, right? Mm -hmm. And I realized that I had a very unique perspective on business. I understood how businesses run mm -hmm. and I had a very good grasp of human behavior. Mm -hmm. At the same time, employee engagement became a phrase. Right. And that grew into the employee mm -hmm. experience, which grew into culture, and it was just a perfect fit for me. So mm -hmm. I've followed that train. I'm still a research freak. I like to read. Mm -hmm. I like to learn. I that's why I started my podcast, mm -hmm. Businesses That Care, mm -hmm. where I talk to C-suite leadership about cultures that, award-winning cultures that they already mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. And that's what's in the book. Right. Uh, it, it's not I'm, ideas. I'm it's, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, it, it's not just ideas that I right. have. Mm -hmm. It is actual strategies that work. Mm -hmm. that everyone can take into their own company mm -hmm. or adjust and tweak so that it fits their company. Right. And I've talked to over 60 of those leaders now, mm -hmm. um, all sizes, all industries, mm -hmm. all types of longevity. Right. And um, I found four attributes that were the same in all of them, mm -hmm. and that's what I speak about mm -hmm. and write about, and that's where I'm at. You know, and, and I love the book, and, and here, I'll Vanna again. Um, and it is the highlights and, and kind of transcripts of some of your interviews. And, and so it was interesting. I had to pick 14, yeah, which I know, was that's hard. the hard part. Yeah, you know, figuring out which ones and why you want to highlight them. Because, you know, I'm, I'm sure it tied back into the, the four uh, tactics that, that you um, mentioned and we'll, we'll discuss. But it was fun <coughs> because... It's their words, you know, as to why they're doing what they're doing. <coughs> well, I'll let you in on a, I'll let you in on a little secret. When I first started writing the book mm -hmm. and I thought, well, I'll include their transcripts, mm -hmm. my brain went, oh, that's cheating. 
Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Then if anyone's ever taken a recording mm-hmm. and tried to make it mm-hmm. readable. Oh, mm. <laughs> I realized that was not cheating at mm-hmm. all. <laughs> Most so definitely. interesting what your brain does mm-hmm. to you, right? Right. Oh, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't use it. But mm-hmm. I could never, when I started to want to write and review, do an overview mm-hmm. of what they said, I like the idea of bringing those people's personalities. Right. As you read it, I'm sure you can mm-hmm. tell each mm-hmm. one, they're different people. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and I loved it because they were talking about how they got where they were, you know, what worked, what didn't. I mean, there were definitely places where, where they talked about this did not work. And, you know, and, and what really impressed upon me was it's not, rocket science in a lot of cases. It's some mm. basic things. It also, you know, doesn't have to just apply to a company. It could be that, you know, you you are a volunteer leader or oh, yeah. um, if, some of it, even in your families, you know, it's it because it, at its heart, it's, it's about universal. communication, right? Communication, caring for other people, all of these things, which we should be doing anyway. Um, but to see you know, how businesses do it. And, and, you know, you mentioned in the book, small businesses, large businesses doesn't really matter. Um, you know, it, it's just in the implementation of it and consistency. That was one of the things you talked about several times is it's, cons- oh, yeah. you know, you have to be consistent. So, you know, tell us, you, you mentioned that there were four things that you discovered. So what are those four things? And then we'll really delve into this. Okay. Uh, well, actually I've created uh a new acronym Mm -hmm. and I now call it the power of more, Mm -hmm. you know, how you write something and then it morphs. Mm -hmm. Now it's the power of more Mm -hmm. and each letter stands for something. Okay. M is for mastery. And Mm -hmm. that goes along with lifelong learning, Mm -hmm. not only for leadership, but for everyone in your company. Mm -hmm. O is for open-mindedness. It's very important to be open to new Mm -hmm. ideas see different perspectives Mm -hmm. because they exist. You can't successfully go through life thinking, oh, my way of looking at the world Mm -hmm. is how everyone Mm -hmm. else is looking at the world. That's just trouble. Mm -hmm. The R is for reconnection. Mm -hmm. And that has to do with connecting by disconnecting. Mm -hmm. And it's based in listening, which most people never get any training Mm -hmm. on. And it is a larger part of a conversation mm-hmm. than even the words you use, which, again, that's another focus I have in communication is mm-hmm. that words matter. And then the E is for environment, mm-hmm. both physically mm-hmm. and emotionally. And as we go forward in the life of a workplace, that's going to become even more important. Mm-hmm. And we just saw not to... Uh, Recently, Boeing, what Mm -hmm. happened at Boeing when people knew things were not working, Mm -hmm. but weren't in an environment Mm -hmm. where they felt they could speak up. And there's been plenty of those examples, but that's the newest Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. They they knew that if they said, excuse me, there's something wrong with this big plane. There would be some kind of reprimand. Yeah. yeah. They would have no longer had a job in, you know, and, and which is... And that may have not been true, but at least they mm-hmm. thought it. Yeah. And that's the issue. Yep. Right. You know, and, and obviously the, you know, what we're talking about is corporate culture. 
And it is one of those, you know, terms that gets bandied about, you know, even 20 years ago when, when I worked in, in corporate America, you know, we, we talked about our culture and all of those things. And <clears throat> so many times I think, especially the higher ups, it's not important. We don't care. We just want people to come and do their job. All of these various things. And then they wonder, why do we have so much turnover? Oh, yeah. And you know how costly that is? Oh, Research tells Mm -hmm. us that Mm -hmm. for every person you Mm -hmm. replace, it costs you at least 150% Mm -hmm. of their salary. Right. Right. You know, because there's, there's a gap in work being done. You have to train them, you know, all of those various things. Well, and, and there's another part of it, too, that's not money. <coughs> mm-hmm. It's the, what I call ROR, return mm-hmm. on relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's with their fellow worked workers mm-hmm. and colleagues, and especially with your clients and customers. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't like new people. No, no. You they like someone who's going to gonna ask about mm-hmm. their daughter's wedding that they mm-hmm. knew about. Right, right. You know, and... And I think so many companies figure we can replace somebody pretty easily at all levels. I mean, it's not, not anymore. Just, yeah, you know, and and um, you know, and and I think it's you know, and and, and as I said, I mean, we've been talking about this a long time, but I think most, many, some, you know, they give it lip service. You know, I when I when I was in corporate America, we did we we had you know we talked your about mission culture. statement, your yes. values, and then and, you didn't and we did team them. building. You know, and all of these various things, and that was great <laughs> until things started going wrong, right? And and then that stopped. I mean, that was when communication stopped. That was when everybody. And that's when it needs to be at its I highest know. level. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know, we we if we saw a management person on our floor, it was like, oh no, no, they're coming for me, right? You know, and, and right. Mm-hmm. And right now with the coronavirus, mm-hmm. I say this is an opportunity right. for people to step up mm-hmm. in their workplace culture. This right. is a time to have communication mm-hmm. at the highest mm-hmm. level and talk about ideas that you think are obvious. Because right. what's obvious to you mm-hmm. isn't necessarily mm-hmm. obvious to other people, right. like staying home when you're mm-hmm. sick. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that is so true because so many people is, and obviously it depends on what's being done. I mean, of course, you know, but, but for the most part, if for many things, somebody, you know, if, if you, you can work remotely, you know, which right. that's great or somebody else could do your job. I mean, you know, there's, there's other things, but people are very worried about that. You know, if well, when it, well, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, but first they're thinking, okay, if if I don't go in and they discover someone else can do my job, then they don't need me. You know, and then of course there's the flip side of the managers. Well, if they're working from home, they're not really working. And you know what the research shows just right. the opposite. Mm-hmm. And what you said for the first idea, that's a problem in trust and communication mm-hmm. if people are worried about mm-hmm. that. But one of the suggestions I made to businesses where people can't uh, work remotely, Mm -hmm. it's like a fire, right? It's Mm -hmm. why you have fire drills. It's easier to know what to do, Mm -hmm. not wait until you have a fire. Mm -hmm. What about asking other employees who would be willing to work Mm -hmm. a little more if someone Mm -hmm. can't come in? Right. That way you'd know that ahead of time. Mm -hmm. I can call on these four people. If someone can't right. be doing their job mm-hmm. and they'd be willing to do that, mm-hmm. 
then you know ahead of time instead of scrambling. Mm -hmm. And then some people say, well, I'm not going to pay people if they don't come to work. Well, if your entire business shuts down, isn't that more expensive? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and and or even just slows down, um, you know. Yeah, it's it's going to cost you far more, and and we don't want employees going to work when they're sick or when they even think they might ever. be sick. Yeah. Forget about the coronavirus yeah. Oh, yeah. ever. Yeah, you know, and and because it spreads. You know, that's that's the whole thing. You know, that's why you in in schools you've got the little five year olds that get sick and get sick and get sick. That's because other little five year olds are there who are sick. I uh, I went to have my hair cut the other day, and the lady who was cutting my hair said somebody came in with their kid and said, oh, yeah, Johnny's not feeling good today as a fever, so I had to keep him home from school. And she's thinking, why is he here for a haircut? Right. I'm and in his like, face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why did you bring him in here? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and that, of course, that is an issue for parents, child care. You know, and absolutely and- people have to go to work. This is, and I, again, this is about having a different perspective mm-hmm. and being open to new ideas just because let's say you're in a job where you don't get paid unless you go to work. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do for those people? Right. To keep mm-hmm. everyone safe. Right. You have to think about that. Mm-hmm. Because there are, even though it may not be true for you, for many millions of people, if they miss a day's work, they can't pay their rent. Right, right. You know, and you know, and, and it's it's funny that you mentioned the you know, fact that you know because of coronavirus, we're starting to have these conversations. They should have been conversations all along. Exactly. You know what happens? So because, it's an know, opportunity. Yeah, you know, weather is obviously doesn't matter where you are in the country. Weather could shut you down, um, or you know, anywhere in the world, there could be another bug that that goes through. I mean, there's all sorts of reasons why we should Planning. be should have been having these conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Planning is very, it makes change a lot easier. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of work in change management mm-hmm. also. And, um, you know, barring something that changes in a moment, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, having a plan just creates mm-hmm. such a much better atmosphere for successful mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. Right. And successful change is so much uh, easier on the pocketbook and the emotional stability of everyone in a company mm-hmm. and what the company's goal is, mm-hmm. whatever kind of service or product mm-hmm. they're putting out there. If you have successful change, that rolls along. Mm-hmm. If you don't, that gets affected in a multitude of ways. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because we've all worked for companies who don't care about us. You know, (laughs) that we are, we're the number, we're replacement. It Um, is getting less. Yeah, I know. You know, I worked for, and and actually if I think about it, so many years ago, I worked for Hughes Aircraft and we literally were known by our ID numbers. And and if I thought about it, I actually could probably remember what that was, even though that's been like 30 (laughs) years ago, because that's what you put on everything. You didn't put your name, you put your, now, obviously. Was that a security thing? 
Uh, partially, and but I think some of it was more just it was, and it certainly wouldn't have been easier because they were long. You know, they were like six digit numbers, so it was kind of hard to remember. Deb would have been a lot easier, <laughs> but um, you know, and and but people, you know, you worked with people and you call them by your names, but yeah, we were that employee number, and that was what you put on everything. And, you know, and they didn't care in the slightest about us because they really did think they're replaceable. We don't care, you know, and, and, but you and, know what, Deb, at that time you were more replaceable. Right. Oh, yeah. Now it's an employee's yeah. market. It's mm-hmm. not an employer's market. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. our pool, mm-hmm. right. The birth rate went down for mm-hmm. the fourth year in a row. Right. Right. Uh, people can make money doing video games mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone with a computer can get on YouTube mm-hmm. and have a business. And if they're really good, they can have a successful business. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a lot there. You can get a degree now in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. People are learning how to be their mm-hmm. own bosses. Right. There are a lot of um, environmental uh, ideas going around right now. And, uh, actions that are happening mm-hmm. that are making the employee pool shrink. Right. There are less people that will apply for jobs mm-hmm. and a less good talent mm-hmm. that will apply for jobs. Right. And the employee knows that they have great skills that can probably transfer somewhere else. Exactly. So, you know, they're, they're, they're on glass door. Right. <laughs> and, and they don't really care. I mean, you know, long gone are the days where somebody even worked somewhere for longer than a couple of years, let alone their career. Um, you know, and, and, and it's funny because we, we always, you know, say, ew, millennials. Millennials are the cause of this. That's great. You know, do, it, it's, it's a benefit to everyone that millennials mm-hmm. – are saying, you know, no, I can take my skills elsewhere. I can, you know, I, I work best at home at midnight in my pajamas. Um, you know, all of these various things. And, and because it, it goes out to all of us, you know, because, well, maybe I work best at night in midnight in my pajamas. I think that millennials came for, I love millennials mm-hmm. because I had a pre-existing millennial mindset. Mm-hmm back in the day. Millennials came out and said, I want you to care about us. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't want that? Right. I I always tell my audiences, for the boomers who don't like that, they're only angry because they didn't think of it. We're jealous. We're jealous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Millennials are very hard workers. My Mm -hmm. son works for an incredible company that takes Mm -hmm. good care of him. And honestly, He's going to stay there forever as mm-hmm. long as they keep taking right. care of him. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want to bounce no. around. No. His fiance, though, she just switched jobs. Mm-hmm. Why? Because she worked at a company who did not ask her or have a conversation with her about what she did and what she liked to do best, mm-hmm. which is what she does best. Mm-hmm. And she got offered another job. Right where she could do mm-hmm. what she does best. Mm-hmm. Right. They lost a valuable employee mm-hmm. because they never had a conversation because right. they're a very old school mm-hmm. type of company. Right. You know, and as you mentioned that, and that fans out from there because the people that she worked with are now probably having to, at least for a little bit, take over her job duties. So they're annoyed. 
Um, you know, and they were thinking, well, you know, I'm not going to ask for anything because, you know, the, it might not go well. You know, it's it, it, very Or rarely. on the other hand, they may be thinking, hey, if she could leave, maybe I could too. This is true. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> that and, happens sometimes mm-hmm. when somebody exits, other people go, I guess I don't have to be stuck in mm-hmm. this environment right. either. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that is one of the things, you know, we, we do, and, and, and it is a little bit different now, but we did think we were stuck there. You know, we couldn't go elsewhere for a variety of reasons. You know, we, we were told that, you know, my generation was, was definitely one of those that you should go to work for a company and stay there forever because my parents again, did that. Again, it was an employer market then. Mm-hmm. So yep. there were other forces oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. came into play. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And and that was what was expected of us. Absolutely. Um, you know, and 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 when you, you know, if you started doing the job hopping thing, it was thought of as a negative. Absolutely. And now you look at it and it's like, okay, they're going somewhere to get better, better. skills. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you know, and, and, and again, I think it's that we're jealous. That's why, you know, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm not because I've always thought this way. I know, you know, <laughs> and, and, and it's fun because I interview millennials on this program. So, of course, they're, they're you know, it, it, they're very um, professional, you know, all these various things. And I love talking to them because they are, they're definitely part of that power of more that you talk about. Because one of the things I've really discovered with, with millennials is the lifelong learning. They're like little sponges. They oh, just yeah. want to learn more and more and more. Even if it's not something that's going to pertain to what they're doing, they just want to learn more. I got to say, though, and I do uh, say this when I uh, have presentations that I do, that this whole big marketing campaign about the differences between the generations, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure I have friends that make a lot of money doing that. But I really think that's what it is, is a marketing campaign, Mm -hmm. because no matter what uh, generation you're talking about, they're not all like anything. I think that each generation came into the workplace as each individual Mm -hmm. does with their own story. Mm -hmm. And unless you care enough to delve into Mm -hmm. what that story is, you will never understand that person. I don't care if they take uh, what assessment they take, Mm -hmm. it's the relationship, that Mm one-on-one relationship with people, working with them, asking questions that you can discover who they are. Mm -hmm. I have a really simple exercise I do And people fill out a piece of paper with questions like, if you were a car, what car would you be? Mm -hmm. If you were a time of day, what time of day would you be? And when I get people to answer that, someone might say the afternoon and somebody might say 212. Right. That tells me that one person needs more detail Mm -hmm. than another person. Mm -hmm. There are different ways just by asking Mm -hmm. questions and being intuitive Mm -hmm. and really listening and watching how people react that you can learn about Mm -hmm. them. Um, And like I said, millennials may have stepped up and said, you need to care for us. Who doesn't want to be cared for? Right. Yeah. You know, and, and of course, you know, one of the things that, that bosses, managers, you know, whoever will tell me is 
but that takes so much time. And I don't want to know about their personal life. Well, you're not getting every detail. You know, it's just, it's, you're, you're learning enough that's appropriate for work to, to be able to, to, to manage them well and have a great team. And so, you know, part of that is, and, and you know, and then of course we have HR issues, um, you know, and so, you know. But well, you're so, not asking them about their underwear. Right, right. But, you know, it's, it's good to know, okay, you know, they have two little kids, so we might exactly. have to be more flexible with their schedule. Now, obviously, and you can do that by just asking if we had a family picnic, mm-hmm. would you be interested? Right, right. Or keeping your eyes open. They might have pictures in their cubicle. Yes. <laughs> just paying attention. Right, right. You know, and, and so you're not crossing the, the, the legal boundaries. Exactly. Saying, you know, and when are you going to get pregnant? Yeah. Um, you know, all of those things. And, and, but, but I, and I think maybe that is part of it is people think, well, there's so many things we can't talk about, so we're not going to talk about any of it. Well, I've got to say that probably 85% of my coaching is on communication. Mm -hmm. And people, what I have found is that, you know, you were talking before about a lot of what's in the book and Mm -hmm. on the, and what I speak about and my research isn't rocket science. Mm -hmm. And I have found that a lot of times people don't know what words to use to act and react with other people. Mm -hmm. So they just don't. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I went into one company and we made like a rubric of each person and the best way they like to communicate. Was it mm-hmm. by text? Was it by mm-hmm. a phone call? Was it by email? Was it by come by my office? Mm-hmm. And the leadership team was shocked to right. learn that different people mm-hmm. prefer right. Mm-hmm. Bob over there, they were sending emails to, mm-hmm. and he doesn't look at any of these right. emails until four email. o'clock, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And so he wants you to come by his office mm-hmm. just by doing this mm-hmm. small rubric mm-hmm. for the leadership team made everything more efficient. Right. right. You know, and it's funny because it initially takes more time to figure out, okay, I need to send a text to this person, an email to this person, and I need to stop and talk to this person. But in the long run, because you make it, you're you make it a sign better, and you hang it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you're 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 doing smoke signals, whatever. You know, in the long run, everybody's communicated with more efficiently and better. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. when you have to send the email five times and then finally go in and say, Bob, okay, you wasted a whole lot of time. If you knew, okay, Bob wants a text, that would have been a heck of a lot faster. Exactly. Exactly. And the amount of time it took to find that out in a leadership meeting was about five minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that comes back to, you know, kind of the, the environment. You know, people are thinking, well, I can't tell them I don't like to get emails, you know, and, and it's like, no, you know, we, we want to work. We're asking yeah. you. Yeah. 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 You know, and, 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 you know, then it, it, you know, we might say there are things that we will do this way. You know, like you're trying to reach the entire company, you're going to do, you know, send an email, do whatever. But then they know, okay, if I get that email, I probably better pay attention to it. Right. You might even make it um, something you follow that Mm -hmm. says, if the subject area, uh, if the subject says, need your attention Mm -hmm. today, Mm -hmm. please open it. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, the key is, that it has to actually be like that. You know, how oh, many times do we get yeah. emails that say urgent? Yeah. And it's not. 
you yeah. know, and, and so then it's the, the boy who cried wolf. When yes. it really is something urgent, nobody pays any attention to it. And, you know, that's really a basic to culture mm-hmm. in that you can have your mission statement, your set of values, but if you don't operationalize those mm-hmm. into everything that you do every day, mm-hmm. they become meaningless. Right. And that is really important, something I really help companies with, take the values they have, and I don't even know if that's a word, operationalize, but I made it up. Then sounds if good. It isn't. Yeah, it sounds good. Into all of their processes mm-hmm. right. and how they communicate mm-hmm. and how they do their mm-hmm. work. Because culture, to be really successful, is a part of the fabric of your company. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not something you go offline mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. It's what you do all the time. Right. right. Um, you know, I thought it was interesting in the book, you point out that, and, and I don't remember which one it was, but they, you know, they, they mentioned the fact that culture helps them hire, you know, because people know, Absolutely. Yeah, you know, they, they're like, oh my gosh, I want to work for this company. Um, you know, and, and, and that brand, mm-hmm. that brand recognition is made at wing night. Mm-hmm. You know, right. so yeah, culture is great for recruiting because mm-hmm. people know your brand and mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. It's certainly important for retention. Mm-hmm. And it's even important when people leave your company, right. how they leave their company, mm-hmm. because on the outside, they may become your biggest client or mm-hmm. customer, or right. they may return, mm-hmm. or they may refer another great mm-hmm. employee. Mm-hmm. There's so many right. options. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you were talking about when you had a job years and years ago and you had a job and you kept your job Mm -hmm. and it was also told to employees, don't burn your bridges. Mm -hmm. Right. Now that goes for the employer Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and and part of that is because of this whole social media thing, you know, we want people to be saying good things about us, but you know, the, of course the, the, the opposite is also true. You know, we don't want, our former employees going out and trashing us on wherever. Um, you know, yeah, when, thank goodness I left that. <laughs> oh, I know. I, you know, I always well, tell people. Well, that's what Glassdoor does. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, I do, um, I do LinkedIn training. And, and for people, uh, one of the things, programs that I have is for people who are in the job market. And I tell them, you know, you want to find people who used to work for a company and and ask them questions. Now, you know, at the very least, they're going to totally ignore you. But you want to find out what they thought. You know, and, and so if you've reached out to, say, five people who used to work at a company, and all five of them are like, me, you know, why, why would you want to apply? Pl- yeah. Right. Maybe yeah. It's but not if the you place get, you. It's from a former employee, oh, my gosh, it was a fabulous place to work. Okay. You know, or even if they just say it was time for me to move on. Yeah, that's that's okay too. But it's when you get the the negatives that you're thinking, hmm, you know, maybe I shouldn't be there. Um, you know, because a current employee, of course, they're not going to tell you anything negative because it might come back to haunt them. You know, that whole environment, you know, safe thing. Let's but, yeah, it's the, the former employees. Yep. So so let's talk more about the power of more because you know I'm, I'm you know we we want to delve into it. So you know mastery. I mean I love the the whole lifelong learning concept and I love the the, the one of the the people in your book that you interviewed that said it's through the company and it, it actually should be. You know how are you encouraging your employees to be lifelong learners? 
I'll give you another example. Um, I worked with a company and they had stages, right? Mm -hmm. So there was work here and then that work moved to this department and then that work moved to this Mm -hmm. department. And sometimes, let's say this department here had nothing to do because they were waiting for the work for here, right? Mm -hmm. And the leaders in the company were very irritated because they say, oh, they'll just sit around. Right, we're paying them to do nothing. Exactly. My suggestion was have them go find something Mm -hmm. that will enhance the work that they do in that Mm. department and then have them teach that to the other people in the Mm. department. Mm -hmm. Now everyone's learning, researching, Mm -hmm. learning while they research, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. coming back and are engaging with Mm -hmm. one another and let them build a library of things right. they want to change mm-hmm. or, or teach rather. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that is one way that lifelong learning mm-hmm. is really good. I, there's somebody else who's not in the book and he gives a flat fee to everyone in the company to mm-hmm. go learn whatever they want. It doesn't have to be. I love it. Right? Mm-hmm. It could be knitting. Mm-hmm. One place somebody went out and learned how to play the guitar mm-hmm. and they asked them to come back and do a lunch and learn about mm-hmm. what they learned. Uh-huh. And it ended up they built a room for their company band. Oh, cool. Because somebody mm-hmm. learned how to play guitar mm-hmm. and then somebody else mm-hmm. said, oh, I play the drums. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and they kind of outfitted a room mm-hmm. where they could go in and jam. Right. You know, and, and that was team building. That was yeah, that was all sorts of things. Absolutely, mm-hmm. right? You know, and and um, you know, it's and and it, it yeah. So it, it like you said, it might not pertain to what they're doing, but it does. You know, well, of course it does because yeah. you have a yeah. whole person come to work. Right. You don't. Right. You know, the idea of leaving your personal life at mm-hmm. home, which was never real, right. mm-hmm. but people were told that mm-hmm. uh, you're a whole person, mm-hmm. and I need to lead that mm-hmm. whole person mm-hmm. and everything that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, so lifelong learning is important mm-hmm. and it's certainly important for leadership, right? Mm-hmm. right? Because you want mm-hmm. to lead. If you want to lead, people mm-hmm. are going to follow what you do. Mm-hmm. It's not do, you know, you can't say do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. No, they want to see you mm-hmm. enriching your life as well, whoever right. you may be. Mm-hmm. And uh, book clubs are really good mm-hmm. for that. Right. Pick a book, take it mm-hmm. chapter by chapter, mm-hmm. sit down and discuss mm-hmm. it. Um, I have a, a new online course called the Employee Engagement Masterclass, mm. and it is created to be engaging. Oh, I love it. There's a short video, mm-hmm. and then I give specific questions mm-hmm. for discussion, and then discussion two weeks later. Mm-hmm. And it's right. made for people to work together, mm-hmm. not separately. Right, right. You know, and 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 it is. You know, it, I, I keep coming back to the fact that it's not a waste of time. You know, you're because you're not sitting there working on your widget, your your little thing. You're doing things that are going to help you better work on your widget. Absolutely, and work with one another. Mm-hmm. You right. know, collaboration is mm-hmm. very important, mm-hmm. and many companies 
people don't just work on Mm -hmm. their own. Mm -hmm. They work with colleagues. And the more you create an environment Mm -hmm. where those colleagues feel comfortable Mm -hmm. with one another and respect their Mm -hmm. differences, which is huge, uh, the better the end Mm -hmm. result of Mm -hmm. what they're working on is. Mm -hmm. Right. Which means your clients and customers are happier, which means they come back, which Mm -hmm. means they refer others. More money, more money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) More money, yeah. More money. More money and most success for everyone. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and obviously this ties right into open-mindedness, you know, the, yeah. the, the leaders. They're, they all right. relate. Oh, yes. Right. Yeah, you can't, and, and you, you really can't have one without all of them. I mean, you know, and, Correct. And, um, you know, and, and, and I love open-mindedness because it's very hard, especially for, for CEOs to think, well, you know, I, I should know it all. People aren't going to like it if I don't know it all. Um, you know, I mentioned my, my stint in corporate America. Our CEO. Now we, you know, it was we were a, a subsidiary of a much, much larger organization, but you know, we still had a lot of employees in in one place. And our CEO routinely went to the mail room and talked to the people there. Mm-hmm. And you know, part of it, he just liked, you know, he liked them. They were they were good people, but he knew that they knew what was really going on in the company. Um, You know, and and now granted, I was the head of corporate communications. And so I talked to him a lot about this, but I'd say, where'd that come from? And he'd say, oh, you know, so-and-so in the mailroom told me about this. Um, So he was, first of all, open-mindedness to come down out of his little ivory tower and then to go talk to the people in the mailroom to say, tell me what's going on. What, What vibe are you getting today? It's very wonderful that the new sexy word for leadership is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And it's okay now for CEOs not to have all the right. answers. Mm-hmm. I heard about a gentleman who was a general manager of a mm-hmm. hotel, and they had a shuttle that went back and forth to mm-hmm. the airport, and he would routinely have meetings mm-hmm. with the shuttle drivers to ah, ask them they what really they really heard. Right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like being a parent. If you have a kid Mm -hmm. and you're driving your kids around and they're in the back, still Mm -hmm. in the back seat, Mm -hmm. right. With their friends. Uh huh. What I learned Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. What a brilliant idea Mm -hmm. to bring that person in or get in the van and say, Mm -hmm. what, what are you, what are you hearing this week? Right. What do people like? What Mm -hmm. didn't people like? Mm -hmm. Mm Right. And it's, get it from know, the source. There's that whole TV program, what is Undercover Boss. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'll be honest, I've never watched it, but it fascinates me because I'm, I'm just real skeptical. I'm like, no, they'd look oh, at you and know who you were. No, um, Catherine Munson, who's mm-hmm. in the book, mm-hmm. the CEO of Fast Signs mm-hmm. and an amazing human right. being, mm-hmm. uh, she was on that show. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know, and, and, and they do, they go in and, and they're the everyday worker. And they find out so much. But she does that all the time. Mm -hmm. That's why she has a tremendous culture. Mm -hmm. I don't think a week goes by that I don't read another article Mm -hmm. about another award that they've won. Mm -hmm. She she really is fascinating. She is tough with the biggest heart I've Mm -hmm. ever seen. Right. 
Yeah. And of course, what's the, the goal is that you're not having to impersonate somebody. You as yeah, the leader right. just, should just be able to go in and say, tell me what's going on, you yep. know, and, and, um, you know, and, and she's, have very, meetings. she's very transparent when they bring out the financial statements, everyone in the corporate office sees them. Mm, nice. Makes nice. suggestions. Mm -hmm. And what she's found is even little actions. Mm -hmm. Like people turning off lights because they right. want to see that utilities bill go mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. You know, the line that says right. utilities, they mm -hmm. want to see that go down. Right. It changes their perspective. Mm -hmm. So she's mm -hmm. extremely transparent. Mm -hmm. And that has worked to the betterment mm -hmm. of their, it doesn't bring more sales, but it reduces their costs, mm -hmm. you know, and there's two sides to right. every business. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and sometimes the little things are those that really add up. You know, Absolutely. What if, what if one of the suggestions is, okay, we have 500 employees and most of them leave their computers on overnight. Well, you know, they go into sleep mode. They do all of those various things, but they're still drawing power. So what if we turned off 490 of those computers? What would the difference be? You know, right. and, and, you know, and, and things like, you Let's know. Let's try an experiment. That's yeah. the other right. um, idea that I really try to push to, to organizations mm -hmm. is barring that it would ruin your reputation. Right. Try things. Mm -hmm. You can fix and, it. Uh, mm -hmm. And let your employees know, mm -hmm. we're going to move in this direction. Mm -hmm. I know some of you don't like it. I always say, talk about the elephant in right. the room. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it for three months. Mm -hmm. And then we want everyone's feedback, mm -hmm. but we need to give it some time, right. three months, six months. Mm -hmm. It's not going to ruin anything. Mm -hmm. I would like you to get on board with us mm -hmm. and go down this path. Mm -hmm. And then in six months, we'll reevaluate right. and we will absolutely listen to mm -hmm. everything you do. But what mm -hmm. I'm asking you to do is to have a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. I know it's different. I know it's difficult. Mm -hmm. Again, talk about the elephant in the room, right. but we're going to go down this road. Some of the employees and I, let's say I'm the CEO, came up with this idea. We think it'll really work. Mm -hmm. You never know if anything's going right. to work until you mm -hmm. try it. Mm -hmm. Too many times when I do talk about change management, once you implement, that is not the end of the road. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. That's the beginning oh, of yeah, the next path. It needs tweaked. It might need major tweaks. Absolutely. You know, all those things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You never know until you really, really use something. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, one of the people in your book mentions the fact that they have a suggestion box. You know, and, and I love that concept because even if you have, you know, the, the type of workplace where it's a safe environment for people to make, sometimes people still want to be anonymous, you right. know, all these various things. And, and of course, the person in the book that talked about it said, you know, we review them at, at a high level and it's not a ton, you know, it's, it's not like they're spending 20 hours reviewing these. He said, and then they address all of them. That was and, Bill Hageman from Witham yeah. Smith and yep. Brown. Oh, yeah. And, and what Great I guy. loved was, oh, and I love the video. Oh, my God. I, of course, had to watch the video. <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll talk about the video. An accounting second. firm that's fun. Yes. Way fun. They did carpool karaoke. Yeah. Folks, uh, you know, check that out just, just to see that. Just go um, look at Witham Smith and Brown. In fact, I just had one of their employees talk mm -hmm. about what it's like from the inside mm -hmm. out. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it is, you know, that's, that's where it's, how can you make an accounting firm fun? 
really, you know, because people are thinking, well, accountants know. Well, I certainly people. wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and what I loved about his comments on the suggestion boxes, he said they really addressed the things they could not do. And they said, why? Absolutely. You know, and, and that's the big thing, because there are definitely things where it, for whatever reason, can't work. You could be legal reasons, you know, could be money, you know, all sorts of different things. And people are okay if you tell them, you know, this was a really great suggestion, but here's why we can't implement it. And maybe it's just we can't do it right now. It's because then you've shown them you listened. Yes. Ashley mm-hmm. Wynette from uh, General Motors, when he was in Australia, they used to have town hall meetings, mm-hmm. and he's brought that to the United States now. Right. He's the head of talent acquisition mm-hmm. globally. And in the town hall meetings, what they ask is, okay, what rumors have you heard? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about them. Yep. And I talked to another gentleman who tried this with their remote offices. And it took about, they would have a box, but they mm-hmm. would also ask people to do it live. Right. You know, in a group meeting. Mm-hmm. And he said it took about three meetings mm-hmm. before someone was brave enough to right. stand up. Mm-hmm. Right. And the whole mm-hmm. room looked at that person mm-hmm. and then they looked at, you know, yeah. the, the leader who mm-hmm. was at the front of the room, the VP, to see how they were going to mm-hmm. react. And after that time, people right. started coming. It takes mm-hmm. time. Everything takes right. time. You can't oh, yeah. do something once and go, it didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and of course, that's most important when there are issues. Um, you know, when, when I worked for, for that big company, it was a company called ING, a big financial services company. We knew that business units were being closed down. We knew that there were going to be a lot of people who lost their jobs, all these various things. But it was the elephant in the room. Nobody talked about it and nobody would ask questions about it. And, and what was worse was management wasn't giving updates. You know, and, and so, of course, what happened is when there's a, a void of silence, people that's make stuff up. <laughs> right. And I always use the example of that's like taking a feather pillow on a mountain and ripping mm-hmm. it open and letting the wind take all mm-hmm. the feathers and then saying, right. oh, we need to collect yes. them all. Come back. Come back. <laughs> yeah. No mm-hmm. way. Right. So that brings us to R, which is mm-hmm. that reconnection, right. mm-hmm. which has to do with communication and listening. And that's mm-hmm. what we've really been talking about. Mm-hmm when we talk about being open to new ideas Mm -hmm. and having new perspectives, Mm -hmm. not only for leadership, but teaching your workforce how to do that. And Mm -hmm. there are ways to do that. There's fun ways to do Mm -hmm. that too. I like to have fun when I work with groups. You know, and again, it takes time. You know, it takes patience. Like you said, you know, sometimes people aren't going to open up to you, even with positive things, you know, because they're, they do, well, he doesn't want to be bothered. She's too busy. Whatever their mm-hmm. history is. Right. Yeah. All of these various things. And, 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 and it's not just listening. It's watching body language. I mean, it's all sorts of things. I mean, do you all of a sudden have a whole bunch of people who come in late and leave early, you know, take really long breaks. What the heck's going on there? You know, or are they working extra hours? Why? You know, is it because you don't have enough employees? Also, you know, or is it that there's just, you know, I mean, there's lots of reasons for it, but you have to be paying attention to those things. Yeah. Paying attention is a really good idea. And Mm -hmm. 
we're in such busy lives, mm -hmm. we tend to forget to pay attention. Right. And I think that's, uh, again, it's not rocket science, mm -hmm. but it's very, very important. That's back to that deliberate mm -hmm. choice to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and we talked about the fact that all of these work at, at any size company. The bigger the company, obviously it gets a little bit more difficult, but what you have to do is empower your management, your managers, your other, you know, they're paying attention too, um, you know, and, and really make sure that the, as, you know, like you said, the whole company knows what's going on, um, you know, because you might not be able to pay attention to what's going on in the mail room, but whoever manages the mail room can, and then they can pass it on up, you know, all of these various things. And then just like coaching, I, I just talked to somebody the other day and said, you know, coaching shouldn't be for your problem children. Mm -hmm. Right. Coaching should be for everyone mm -hmm. that you want to uh, do their very best mm -hmm. and succeed. Mm -hmm. And everything we're talking about, you just said, you know, this really needs to be taken care of when there's mm -hmm. an issue, mm -hmm. but it's all in the pre-work. Right. If you do these types of actions, if you implement these types of strategies, mm -hmm. when everything is moving along well, mm -hmm. then I don't like to call them issues anymore. I like to call them challenges. Mm -hmm. Then when challenges come up, you already have the right. wherewithal mm -hmm. on how to deal with them. Right. You know, and you can't plan, obviously, for everything. But no. if you have a good basis... Yeah. Then you can go from there. Exactly. Exactly. And that is what a great culture mm -hmm. is all about. Mm -hmm. What are your fundamentals? How do you act and react every day mm -hmm. in all the situations that you come into? Mm -hmm. Right. And that will help you when things go askew, because mm -hmm. it's not if it's going to happen, right, it's when it's right. going to happen. Yeah. It's and, life. Yeah. You know, and, and there's obviously lots of degrees of how things can go wrong, some of <laughs> which are controlled by the company and some aren't. I mean, you know, hello, Correct. coronavirus is, yes. is a great example of that. Yep. Um, but if you have health standards in place, you know, you've got the policy that says, you know, if, you, if you're not feeling good, you're going home. You know, we'll, we'll figure out how to do this. Maybe it means you, you are working remotely for a while. You know, all of those various things, because yeah, the same rules would apply if you had, say, the measles that went around or, you know, like we were saying, uh, weather, all sorts of things. You know, you've got those procedures in place so people go, okay, this, you know, and, and, and it helps them. You know, to know, okay, they've planned for this. They, we've said it numerous times, they care for me. They know that there might be times where I can't be there. It's, it's not going to mean that I lose my job. Exactly. And if you know that ahead of time, mm -hmm. then when you're not feeling well, you call in and say, right. I don't feel well. I don't think mm -hmm. I should be there. Right. Are there ever going to be people who take advantage sure. Because I know there's naysayers out mm -hmm. there saying that right now. Mm -hmm. Of course. Right. But honestly, mm -hmm. those people, first of all, their toxicity toxicity mm -hmm. yeah. will come out in other ways. Right. And right. you will have to manage mm -hmm. them out of the company. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be one thing. Mm -hmm. And it's a very small percentage. Mm -hmm. right. What will happen more often than not is that the people who know that and understand that and believe you care for mm -hmm. them and can stay home when they're not feeling well and not have to worry about losing their job, mm -hmm. 
they're going to be with you and work smarter right. and much harder. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. You know, and, 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 and it, it is about being flexible and, and saying, okay, you know, and, 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 and knowing that there will be those people that you have to, I don't want to use the word discipline, but I mean, you know, that's the, you know, so the, the people who were like, okay, I'm going home, you know, and, and they do that every other but day. But they don't come out in other ways. They yeah, probably because their aren't work doing is just their not work gonna, exactly. Yeah, yeah, more than likely they're, you know, and, and so that way you can say, you know what? You know, you're not doing your work. You know, and somebody you're not a good have, fit for this company. Right, right. It's the you best know, and, way. and then you you help transition them to something different. Um, I have talked to many leaders who will have conversations. Mm -hmm. Ooh, there's an idea with people that aren't a good fit for their mm -hmm. company. It could be the kind of work they're doing mm -hmm. or whatever, and they will actually help them. Right through their network, mm -hmm. find a job mm -hmm. somewhere else that's more suited to their mm -hmm. abilities. Right, right. Yeah, and, and obviously we're not talking about the truly toxic people. We're talking about the people that, you know, maybe... I'm maybe not talking you, about somebody who comes right. to work drunk because right. you've got a way oh, yeah. to deal with yeah. that. Yeah, you know, and, and I mean, this might be the person who has small children and really needs that flexible schedule and your business just doesn't it, you know, it, it doesn't have a flexible schedule, or, but you know that Sue's company does. And, you know, so you're able to say, you know, let's, let's, let's go talk to Sue. Or you may have somebody that went to school mm -hmm. to be in marketing, but they hate marketing. Mm -hmm. You know how oh, that yeah. is. You, you mm -hmm. think you're going to love it and you mm -hmm. get into it and you go, ew, yeah. I don't like doing mm -hmm. this. Now, sometimes a company, and I've talked to companies who do this, mm -hmm. Well, we think you have a very creative mind and you would be really good in our uh, graphics department. Mm -hmm. Would right. you like to try that? Mm -hmm. you, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you can move. You've been yeah. at a restaurant yeah. before where you have mm -hmm. a server where you think, mm -hmm. oh, if I could only put you to work, you're mm -hmm. phenomenal, right? right? You're, you're mm -hmm. a total package. Mm -hmm. And so they might be able to do that, or sometimes they get into an industry and mm -hmm. then they think, I don't really like mm -hmm. it. This isn't right. a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and of course, a lot of different reasons. Yeah, when you've done that, that comes back to everybody's kind of happy. You know, you've, you've, you've had, you know, we, they're not going to badmouth you when, you know, when they leave. Wow. They helped me find another job. That's right. how great they are. Yeah. You know, and, and hopefully that company is thinking, ooh, this was, you know, this was pretty cool. They got us a great new employee. Exactly. So maybe they'll they'll pay it back, you know, all these various things. Yeah, no that, idea. That is, you know, it's, it's all about the communication, you know, and and keeping your, your ears open and your eyes, you know, and, and all of these various things. And so many companies just really don't do it. So they need to work with someone like you. So Julianne, tell us how, how they can work with you. Well, you can see my name there, Julianne Sullivan with no E on the and. And if you type in Julianne Sullivan, you will get more ways to contact me than you ever dreamed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, my very easy, my website is juliannesullivan.com. Everything Perfect. you need is there. Mm -hmm. My phone number's at the top of the page. You mm -hmm. can call me, you can email me, you can link with me on LinkedIn. There's mm -hmm. a million different ways. I'm happy to have a conversation with anyone about what they're looking to do mm -hmm. and what path they may be able to take. And if I'm not the right person, I may know somebody right. who is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it comes back to that whole thing. If you're not happy doing it, it's not going to be a good outcome. 
Well, I had actually one of the people who's in the book, I was talking to them about doing a program for him. And he said, mm, do you do diversity and inclusion? And he, and he was like, I really want you to come, but this is what we need. And I went, yeah, this is our no. situation. I said, no, but I know two people who will be right. really good. I'll send you there. Yep. But it was oh, just yeah. so sweet because it was like, oh, I want you to come in, yes. but this is what we need mm -hmm. right now. And it was like, well, that's not right. me. Mm -hmm. And and you didn't try to force it. I mean, that's the other thing. No. How many times have employees, have consultants, whatever, will do it to make them happy? Oh, my gosh. When I first started mm -hmm. speaking, I used to say, I can speak on anything except mm -hmm. algebra. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's... Yeah, that was silly. I am a culture expert. Mm -hmm. That's where my research is. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of uh, different topics underneath that, but mm -hmm. basically it all has to do with, do people get up in the morning? Mm -hmm. I just read an article about a LinkedIn survey where 80% of people on Sunday night go, oh my God, I got to go to Monday. work on Monday. Mm -hmm. as opposed to, so I always say, people say, what's a good culture? A good culture is people get up in the morning and they're excited about going to work. Right. Right. That's a great culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, you've got lots of good resources. You have great books. You know, this is, this is just one book that you have written. So I encourage people to, to check into to the others. Um, you know, and, and, and it is about having those conversations, you know, and, and talking to people and saying, what do we need to do? Because let's be honest, no company is perfect. They can all be improved. And, and then it improves everything else. Well, and culture is a lifelong journey. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. So even if you have a great culture, you mm -hmm. still have to keep finding mm -hmm. new ways. Right. Yeah. Because you know, technology changes. You know, great example. Everything people changes. can work <laughs> from home much easier than they could even five years ago. One of the people in the book, Robert Glazer, mm -hmm. he uh, has all remote workers. Wow. And his his company mm -hmm. is growing. I think he grew three hundred percent last right. year. Right. You know, and and yeah. So it it can be done. You know, it's just how to keep your open mind, how to be learning, how to do it, how to listen, you know, and, 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 you know, really check with those people who are in the trenches. You know, they're the people who are going to tell you what's going on. And we, you know, long gone are the days of the yes men. You know, yeah, oh, right. sure, Julie sure we'll do it that way. You know, and you know, kind of roll in their eyes and yeah, mm -hmm, right. Well, Julianne, we are at the top of the hour. So what final thought would you like to leave everyone with? Jeez, one final word. One final thought. I know, I know. Listen more today. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Well, this has been so much fun, and, and I'd love to chat with you again because this is, I think, one of the absolute most important things for any company, any size company, volunteer organizations, like we said, your family even, you know, are you paying attention to what your kids are saying? Um, you know, and, and all of these various things. And so, you know, look forward to chatting with you again. But until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a great conversation with Julianne Sullivan and everyone have a great day. Been my pleasure. Thanks, Deb. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.